Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 24 of The Police and the People. Today's show, we're going to be talking about Max leadership slash management principles. We talked about it, I think it was in episode 22. We got through six of them. There are a total of 12, and we're going to hit on three of them today. We're going to keep this podcast a little bit shorter than most. Um, you know, we are dealing with the isolation, and uh, Josh is coming to us remotely via phone. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Good. Surviving, man. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. As, as we discussed on the last podcast, you know, it's, it's all about um, finding that balance, that dichotomy where you love being with your family and yet you don't murder them. Right. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a fine line. Yep. <laughs> I, I had a friend me. that sent me a, a little uh, image from uh, Jack Nicholson from The Shining, yeah. and it said, and it said, a few weeks of isolation with your family. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could right? go wrong? <laughs> I thought classic, that was kind of funny. Classic, classic. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be covering today. But first, uh, we ask that you please, 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 please head over to Patreon and uh, support us uh, by being a patron um, for our cause uh, for the for the podcast. Um, you can donate uh, per month, whatever you would like. Uh, we ask that you uh, donate $5 per month because that adds up after a while if we get enough patrons. And we use that to um, to help pay our bills for this podcast and also to, to pay Lucas, who does all of our, our engineering, construction, and all that. He puts it all together. So anyway, if you can. So that's at uh, patreon.com slash the police and the people. All right, everybody. Well, before we move on to the music, uh, really quick, Josh, what's going on with uh, with our company's law enforcement training? Well, you know, due to COVID-19, uh, we've had to put our training on hold for a few months. So we basically suspended all of our training for the months of April and May. Uh, we're working with our hosting agencies and with our instructors to reschedule uh, all the trainings. We had four or five trainings, maybe even six scheduled in those two months. And we're hoping to reschedule those into June, July, uh, possibly into the fall. So anybody that has signed up for any of our trainings or was planning to sign up or follows our training schedule, I would tell you, just stay tuned, stay in contact with us because we will be getting those classes rescheduled. Uh, a couple of them were full. So it's important for us to get those uh, back up and running as soon as possible because we have people that were anticipating attending those classes. So, you know, once it's safe, and I keep using that term, it would be responsible for us to be holding these trainings. That's when we'll reschedule them. Oh, all right. Sounds good. And also, if if you are enrolled in, in one of these classes, um, you know, if you want us to hold your spot, that's no problem. That's what we'll do. Um, but if you would like a, a refund and then maybe just kind of figure it out later, just send me an email at tjones at gs-pcc.com, and, and I'll get that out to you. All right, everyone, hit the music. All right, everyone, welcome back. 
So today we're going to be talking about uh, Mac's leadership uh, slash management principles. Josh, why don't you tell us who Mac is? Yeah, so Mac is a guy named Mike Kutu. Uh, Mike's a, uh, he's kind of lived all over the country, uh, done, done a lot of different things. You know, he served in the uh, United States Marine Corps and has owned a bunch of different companies, uh, again, all throughout the United States over the years. And I met him uh, probably probably 10 or 12 years ago. And from time to time, we would talk about leadership principles, management principles, you know, his experiences owning and running various companies. And throughout his career, he developed these 12 principles of management that uh, he has really applied wherever he's gone. And he gave me a list one day of his 12 management principles. And they're, they're really interesting. A lot of the stuff we cover in our leadership class when we get into our uh, management modules or management components. And, and they're really, really interesting principles that he's developed. So thought it would be a great addition to our podcast. Like you said, we covered principles one through six in previous episodes. So uh, we're going to do what, seven, eight, nine today, correct? That's correct. Yep. Yep. So, well, why don't we go ahead and kick them off? Sure. Start with number so, seven. Yeah, so management principle number seven is give precise and crisp instructions. So uh, Mike talks about, uh, you know, if anything, over-communicate. He says incomplete instructions are directions that lead to unnecessary confusion. They become a waste of time, a waste of money, and a waste of effort, not to mention they threaten the success of the particular assignment or project. So it's important to remember that. And on top of it, in more complex matters, written communication can sometimes be more effective than oral communication. Yes. So what do you think, Tim? Yeah, I, I agree with this completely. You know, um, anytime, and I'm sure you can relate to this and any police officers out there that are listening, anytime there's a debrief after a, some sort of critical incident, you know, you, you, you talk about what went wrong and, and what went right as well. But typically, on the, the first thing on the list is communication for what went wrong, whether it's uh, so, so-and-so didn't tell someone something or the command center didn't put something out. You know, there's just always these issues. So people take communication for granted. They just think because we can talk that we are effectively communicating, and that is just not true. So... Um, as he said there, the very first part, give pre precise and crisp instructions. And, and I would put the emphasis on precise, you know, because if you leave it uh, ambiguous or vague, then other people are going to fill in the gaps and you may not get the product that you were looking for because you weren't uh, detailed and precise with how you explained it, right? Yeah, and I think it's, it's important to remember that not everybody knows what you know. So exactly. yeah. they may they may not have the background knowledge on something or they may not have the visual knowledge. In other words, you might be looking at something and in the moment. And if you don't describe it clearly and precisely, then people don't know what you're talking about exactly. Yep. Or to even bring it into another example, do you ever have somebody that they they walk up to you and they start talking to you about something? And it feels like they've they've started talking to you mid sentence. In right, other words, you right. want to say, "Whoa, back up! What yeah. are you talking What's about?" What's the context here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or or if they use um, 
if they use language that you're not familiar with. Uh, maybe they use slang terms or they use a nickname for a person mm-hmm. that you're not familiar with. Um, I can remember one time an officer in my department, he was referring to a guy that was a frequent flyer with the department. And the guy went by a, you know, a, a street name, a nickname. And he was talking about this guy to a supervisor who was not familiar with him. And he was using the nickname. The and at one point yeah. the supervisor said, well, who are we talking about here? And, and I had to actually kind of step in and say, whoa, yeah, stop using the nickname. Let's use his full name or his last name mm-hmm. when we're discussing this because it's throwing people off because it's almost like there's two people, right? right? There's there's Jones and then there's, you know, Stinky or whatever, right. you know, whatever the guys. <laughs> two like, I, I don't, that, wasn't, that wasn't a slip, Tim, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, Jones and cool guy. How's that? Is that better? That's better. And, uh, you know, so it's important to be precise uh, and and that even relates into police reports, right? Yeah. We don't use slang terms or nicknames nope. or even like para language in police reports. Right. We want to use precise. Uh, we want to use straightforward language so yeah. people can understand what we're talking about. Exactly. So, you don't want to stay away yeah. from the, the the police slang, the police lexicon. Right. Yeah, you want to make sure you use uh, plain English uh, when you're writing. Yeah. absolutely. You don't want you want to say you know our our suspect rather than you don't you don't call somebody a perp or a perp perpetrator you know right you you want to use straightforward language that that people universally can understand yep yep and i actually like the last part of number seven here which says in more complex matters written communication is more effective than oral uh, you know and i used to and actually we teach this in our leadership class in communication that if you are giving orders to someone if it has more than one step it's probably best that someone write it down. Either you write it down and give it to them or you have them write it down um, because in the end, it's just going to help them. It creates a checklist so they they know that they've completed all of it, not just part of it. And also it just, you know, you're going to get a better work product at the end. So just just do it. Just take the time to have somebody write it down. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we want to move on to number eight. Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. So number eight says make timely decisions. Nobody bats a thousand. You need to take some risk and not be overly concerned with making a mistake. Avoiding decisions or delaying a decision can sometimes be far more damaging than making the decision and moving on. That is so true. In our leadership class, Josh and I ask people, what's worse? Making a wrong decision or making no decision? And most people say making no decision. And, and to me, they're correct. You know, unless that, that wrong decision is a career-ending decision. But I think you get my point. If, if you're going to put on the leadership hat, guess what? You have to make decisions. That's that, period. Right, buddy? You know that. Well, you know, I, I use the term paralysis by analysis, right? Yeah. We, we all know... Uh, especially when you get into groups, uh, you know, you, I'm a big, big fan of um, participatory management or participatory leadership, democratic leadership. But at some point, somebody has to has to, you know, kind of put their foot down and say, OK, this is what we're doing. Yes. And and you base that on all the data you have in front of you. But everything can't be a city council meeting. 
you know, where, where everybody gets their say. Right. Um, you take all that information and then you make a decision. The problem with just analyzing the, you know, the, the crap out of everything is by the time you come to your conclusion or your decision, sometimes it's already passed you by. The event is over now. Right. And it's too little too, too late. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we're certainly not, you know, advocating snap judgment that's that's not what no, i'm saying no. at all. Is, and, but is, what i'm saying is you you can't just drown in that analysis and and i do see a lot of people who do that a lot of times because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings you know they're just yeah, too worried too about, sensitive yeah. um you know trying to trying to keep everybody happy um you know always trying to reach a consensus and Consensus is great, and you should strive for consensus, and there are many, many times when the consensus is important, but there's also times where, as the leader, you ultimately have to make your decision and then stand by it. Yeah, and, well, and even in a, in a democratic-type uh, scenario, yes, you're getting input from everyone, but at the end, you have to make a decision. You have to go with whatever you know route you're going to take, and, and that's great that you allow people to participate and give input, but ultimately you have to make a decision and move on. Right. So um, just know that if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to put on the stripes or the bars or whatever, you are going to have to make decisions. And uh, just know also that they're not all going to be right. You're going to make mistakes. Yes. That's life, okay? That is life. It just make your decision and move on. If it's wrong, you deal with it, all right? But but here's another thing I want to caution though is, and you kind of you touched on it, Josh. Um, don't make snap decisions all the time. There are going to be times when you have to make decisions in a very short period of time. But if time permits and you can gather information, then yeah, do that. Um, I would rather make an informed decision than a snap decision. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, I, I think you want to respect the people around you and. Um, respect your resources. You know, the, your, the people that you work with are probably tremendous resources. Yep. So don't discount any of that data that they can give you. Listen to what they have to say and then make your best informed decision and live with it. And if you make a mistake, be transparent about it. Be ready to say to those people, hey, I made the wrong decision there. How are we going to make sure that I... Don't make that same wrong decision or organizationally, we do a better job the next time. Yep. So just, you know, be transparent. You're, you're not Superman. Nobody is. Nobody so is. Don't, don't try to be. Yep, exactly. And your people don't want you to be Superman either. They yep. want you to be a regular person. Yeah, they know you're going to make mistakes. And, and, and yeah. like you said, the key is what separates you from uh, a real leader, from a mediocre leader, is your ability to say, I messed up. Sure. I made the wrong decision. That's on me, 100%. Um, extreme ownership, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or, or as you say, if you mess up, fess up, right? Yep, Yeah. absolutely. All right, so that's that's good about decision-making. Very good. All right, let's move on to number nine. Yeah, well, number nine is, is really, um, you know, it's very topical for right now where we're talking about COVID-19. Um, always be strong in the face of adversity. A strong leader rallies the troops, particularly in rough seas. There is nothing wrong with having doubt in yourself or in certain situations or being truly 
concerned in tough times, just don't show it. Yep, yep. It's kind of like the the joke. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I don't butcher this. So, um, back in the uh, sailing days of, of the Navy, the the English uh, Navy was about, and they saw a couple of Spanish ships coming at them. So the captain ordered the first mate, get me my red shirt. And so he went down and got his red shirt, and they went and they did battle with the Spaniards and were victorious. And, and they moved on. And so the first mate asked him later, he said, well, why, uh, why did you want your red shirt? He said, well, if I was injured in battle, I didn't want the, the crew to see me bleed, you know, I wanted, right. you know, as an inspiration. So oh, that's great. You're a good captain. That's awesome. <laughs> so a week, a week later... They're sailing along, and they see the whole Spanish armada coming at them, and they're just one ship. And so he turns to his first mate and says, go get my brown pants. <laughs> All right, so a comedian, well, you, a comedian I'm not. <laughs> well, we show, we show a video in our class of General Colin Powell who talks about this very principle, right? Yeah. He talks about, you know, there were many times in his career, he says, where he was tired, cold, and hungry, mm-hmm. but he, he couldn't let his people see that he was tired, cold, and hungry, or yes. scared, or concerned. Uh, so I think it's important, like you said, if, if you're going to be a leader, it it doesn't mean that you just kind of have a yippee kaye attitude about everything, mm-hmm. but your people have to have faith in you because they're gonna they're gonna gather their strength from your strength. Yep. And so you you still have to be you have to lead people through adversity. That's where you really see who are the leaders and who are not, right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. Um and it's not, it's not easy. It's not always easy. You may be tired, uh you may be scared, right? But sure. you know, at the end of the day, you're the leader. They you you are the one that they're turning to to keep them going. So Well, well, just yeah, you 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 have to be strong for them so they can get right. inspiration uh, from you, and and this goes for anything. This could just be you know you're you own a business and you have some employees and you're like right now you're in turbulent times with the COVID nineteen, and you're not really sure what's going to happen. So you have to be strong and you can't um, you can't you know wilt in, in the face of adversity or, or right. because they will too. Well, that that brings us back to. Uh another concept that we talk about in leadership classes, the Stockdale paradox, oh, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I won't, I won't go through the whole thing cause I know we've talked about it in prior episodes and I don't want to give the whole story away, but um, when you are faced with, you know, just terrible adversity in some ways you almost have to embrace it and realize these are going to be the times where we're going to learn and grow and come out on the other side stronger because uh, I went through that adverse situation and learned from it. So I think good leaders recognize that. And uh, while they, they, aren't, they aren't wishing for it to happen, they also are not shying away from those tough situations. That's a true leader. Absolutely. It goes back to what we were talking about in the last episode of, of Jocko Willink saying right. good. Good. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because yep. uh, now we're going to find out what we're made out of. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Oh, we got a uh, fatal and we've got a barricaded subject. Good. Good. Yep. All right. Now we're, we're going to see what we can we're do. We're going to see what we're made of here. <laughs> now we can figure this out, right? Yep. Absolutely, man. 
Yeah, um, I, you know, I turn to Jocko Willig a lot for um, for leadership um, information. I don't want to say advice because it's not like I have a you know his phone number or anything, but um, he he really has it dialed in. He really does, and and, uh, and this is coming from a, a guy who was in the SEAL teams for twenty years, um, and certainly you know learned leadership through a lot of bumps and bruises and such. Um, and, and he definitely knows how to uh, stay strong um, in adversity. So uh, I would highly recommend you guys watch his, uh, his podcast or, or read his books. And isn't that how we best learn about leadership is by experiencing ourselves yep. or talking with other people who have experienced things and hearing from them what went right, what went wrong, what worked, what didn't work. Again, that's what we talk about all the time in our leadership class is you can't learn leadership in a book, right? You right. learn leadership experientially. You learn leadership by talking with other leaders, successful leaders and mm-hmm. leaders that have had failures. You learn yes. just as much from them as well. Yep. Spending, you know, spending time um, analyzing good leadership tactics, good leadership decisions, um, and, and bad ones as well. Right. And, and knowing your people, knowing what, oh, yeah. you know, what, um, you know, getting them behind your mission, all right, or behind your purpose, um, is very important for leaders. So, um, you know, we bring this up often enough and, and I know it sounds kind of odd, but you know, Adolf Hitler was a good leader. Well, he, had, Look at he what probably he did. had some very good or strong leadership traits. I don't know if I'd use the term good leader because well, I, his, I would his, because he uh, rallied. His mission was not good. Well, if no, that makes sense. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm saying he's an he was an evil guy, but he he led his country. But they got they all got behind his mission. Yes, you know. So sure. Um, and the same with um, you could say the same with with Gandhi. You know, it's it's all about getting the, your people to follow you and, and get behind, you know, your purpose and your mission. All right. So we kind of straight sure. off a little bit here. But yeah, um, well, but I, I think it is valid that you can't discount uh, leaders skills, whether you agree with their mission or not, um, right. whether whether they are a again, I'll, I'll use that term, a good leader or a bad leader. There are bad leaders that have good leadership skills and. Uh, you know, you used Adolf Hitler as as an example. There's you know, there's many many examples of good leadership skills that were used for mm-hmm. bad purposes, uh, as you said, you know, evil reasons. Right. Uh, but you can't discount the skill, then you know, the underlying skill beneath it. Right, right, yeah. Look, getting off topic a little bit there. So sure. <laughs> All right, so that's where we're going to leave it off for today's show. Um, We'll get back to the last three uh, principles uh, on our next episode when we record again, which um, this uh, isolation is kind of, again, going back to Jocko Willink and good. Uh, Even though we're not face-to-face, that was often the hardest way for us to record. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, finding time for us to be in the same place at the same time was not sure. always easy. Um, so this may actually, uh, we may be able to pump out more of these now. Right. And, uh, and again, it's just us figuring out how to do it remotely now. Yep. Using exactly. telephones, using, uh, whether you're using uh, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever, you know, however people are communicating in, in your respective lives, um, it is forcing us to find alternative ways to be 
productive. Yep. And I think that in some ways is a good thing. Yep. I would agree. I would agree. All right, everyone, in closing, um, please subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we, we can be found on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Alexa. Please subscribe and uh, give us uh, five stars. We'd greatly appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, even um, LinkedIn. Just uh, If you just in the search bar put GSPCC or Greatest State Police Career Counseling and you'll find us. Give us a follow. We'd greatly appreciate it. I, uh, I try to be fairly active on social media as, as much as I can. And uh, lastly, uh, our monthly newsletter. It's a great, great piece of information. Um, we typically have an article about just being um, a good police officer and, and ways to, to improve as a leader or uh, as, a, as a police officer. Um, also, we will have an article about police officer health. Um, Josh and I are huge advocates on police officers staying in shape and, um, and being um, ready to do what you have to do out there on the street. So there's articles on that. We highlight um, police officers that are heroes, that have done great things, and uh, just a few other um, uh, tidbits of information. There's also a recommended book of the month. So um, we only put it out once a month. All you have to do is go to our uh, webpage, gs-pcc.com, and when you do, when there will be a pop-up window, and all you have to do is put your email address in there. Also, if you get sick of it, it's easy to unsubscribe. So um, that's pretty much it. Anything else from you there, Joshua? Well, just uh, for all of our listeners, stay healthy both physically and don't forget about your mental health. With everybody kind of uh, hunkering yep. down here, it, it can be easy to start to feel isolated, start to feel a little bit lost. So if you are feeling that way, reach out. You know, Take care of yourself both physically and mentally over these next few weeks and months. Yep. I highly recommend that you work out. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and a guy was saying that he, he does a series of push-ups every time he goes to pee. So he'll end up doing hundreds of push-ups in a day because he drinks a ton of water. So, um, so whatever it takes, man. You know, stay sane yep. uh, by exerting your your energy, uh, working out. It helps you to stay sane. So you burn off a lot of that cortisol. So, all right, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, and until next time, take care. Bye.